1: We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium.
0: Support for the Wednesday week is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle. Join over 7 million men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping if you insert the code TWW20. That's Tango Whiskey Whiskey20 at manscaped.com. If my maths are correct, that's about 14 million balls.
1: Hello, from the other side. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday week Hello from the Other Side edition where we speak to the opposition. Um, today I've got Louie. It is Louis yeah? or is it Lewis?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Louis. Um, <laughs> nice to have you on board, mate. Um so we've yeah, got Charlton away. Th- yeah, got Charlton away this weekend. Not gonna lie, we're very confident. We're gonna be sound very arrogant. Um we're buzzing at the moment, us Wednesday fans, for the first time for a long time, to be honest. Um How is your season going? I've just had to look at the table and I didn't realise how far adrift you were from number six.
2: Yeah, not not as good as your one. Um <laughs> <if I'm> being <laughs> honest. I mean it's uh it's been over for months if we've been if, if we're being truthful to ourselves, which is quite a painful position to be in. Um we've uh you know, it's the second year in a row where we've just sort of been meandering in mid table. Um and, and also we're dealing with a lot of off field stuff again, which is something you know, obviously both clubs have been through over, over the years, but it's something we just can't seem to shake off at the moment. Um, yeah. And, and that's hamstrung us a little bit. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a bit of a disappointing one. Improved slightly as as of late with Dean Holden in the building, um, but yeah, you know the, the damage was done in the first the first half of the, of the campaign, and we're now just plodding towards the finish line so we can have a, another year in League One. What would officially be our, our worst ever spell now in our entire club's history? We've never spent wow. four years in League One since we were first promoted out of it in the twenties until next year. So, so we are at our lowest ebb. You find us,
1: oh. Did you get taken over last year? Have I heard that? I... A couple of years ago, yeah,
2: a couple of years back now. So this is Thomas Sangard's second full season. So he he came in sort of in the the very end of August, nearly three years ago.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So he, there was a bit of a rush to get a, a squad together that year, and and uh, that was when Lee Bowyer was still here, and, and yeah. Bowyer walked sort of midway through the season. Adkins came in, and we actually weren't a million miles off the playoffs. I think. We only ended up missing out on the playoffs on on goal difference that year. Um, But then the next year just was an absolute disaster, a really slow transfer window. Uh, Adkins ends up getting sacked. Johnny Jackson comes in, starts off really well. But then the the small squad that we were dealing with sort of caught up with us and and we went through this phase where we weren't winning... Gangs when we literally didn't have like a fit striker. I remember coming to Hillsborough once without a fit striker. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: And then, so, yeah, so we got to the end of that season. So the end of last season, and we thought, well, you know, Jacko will have a summer with the owner, see if they can right the wrongs of the previous year. But Jacko got sacked sort of, sort of unexpectedly. Um, There was another strange summer where we, we were clearly sort of cutting costs and signing a lot of players from League Two. Ben Garner came in as part of that. Things went badly again. He got sacked. Now Dean Holden's in, uh, but there's also all sorts of rumours about the owner trying to sell the club as well. So there's a well, lot of off-field well, stuff going on. Yeah, so I mean, we've we've just sort of survived one takeover attempt by Charlie Mevin, uh, the Sunderland till I die star.
1: Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you may he, remember him. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he,
2: yeah, so he was he was at quite a few of our games uh, before and after Christmas, but his deal fell through. He's now threatening to sue Sandgard. And uh, now there's another. Another takeover apparently in progress, although we don't really know what the latest is. So yeah, more more off field drama than than on field at the moment. And and that's probably been the way for a number of years now.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny when it comes to off field drama because the the fans who start moaning will find anything to moan just to add it on to insult for injury. So I claim that we had a uh, off field issues with the AFL, getting this points deduction and stuff, and everyone turned on the chairman, which is funny enough. Not not one not 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 one mention of chance Siri out um, over the past two seasons. <laughs> funny funny enough, um, but I can I can listen to people moaning about there weren't enough beer choices at the stadium. You know the pints, t- <laughs> it, you know I mean. Pints were taking too long to get poured. Do you know, just any little yeah, thing I mean, you could find. It's like oh, there's this the... chairman's chair awful. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then they find there's, all, I mean, there's like...
2: always stuff like that going on. I guess, <laughs> I know, and, and, yeah. and there there always will be, but. Um, I mean, at Charlton, there are like that. There have been some genuine legitimate concerns, like the the owner. Obviously, we've been through a cycle of managers. There's he's appointed his son in quite a senior footballing role in terms of head of analysis. Which, oh, which, I do um, remember you know, seeing all that. All, actually, yeah, all <laughs> sorts of stories about him, He appointed his partner as a almost de facto CEO. She was walking around. Um, running the place you know brilliant known staff that i speak brilliant. to but um she she's um she's not <laughs> in the country at the moment because she it turned out well the, the story goes that she was reported um to well whoever's in charge of immigration because she didn't have a work permit and that's why we haven't <laughs> seen her in the country for a number of years um, and all, yeah all sorts of little things that the owner was trying to do bending bend the rules of the efl um, bending rules of employment law, so people getting sacked and then successfully wow. suing him for... Yeah, so it, ha- it has been a bit of a mess. And also, you know, some of the messaging hasn't been great from them. So, you know, the supporters' trust have made it quite clear that they- they'd like a-, a change in ownership. Um, and-, and all the while, we're-, we're sort of stagnating in League One. And as I say, yeah. you know, the- these are legitimate concerns. But you are things, like, yeah, and, and yeah, we don't seem like we're going anywhere fast at the moment. And as you say, with these legitimate concerns, then other things get picked up. Although, funny enough, um, we have got new beers in recently, so I think they solved <laughs> that problem. We've yeah. got a local brewery in,
1: which I think has been quite popular. Brilliant. Love that. Uh, just hitting back on the point, so Dean Holden, was he Cheltenham? Did you steal him from Cheltenham?
2: No, so his last job was... I think he was assisted at Stoke was his last job. His last managerial job was uh, Bristol City.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I don't think he was at Cheltenham as far as I can remember, but he he hasn't actually managed a great deal. Um, But yeah, so he sort of came out of nowhere. But um, again, like even his appointment wasn't straightforward. So um, he he was brought in as part of a a whole new football management structure that included Andy Scott, who used to manage Brentford and has done a few technical roles clubs recently came in as a technical director guy called Jim Rodwell who was very much part of the setup at Sunderland with Mevan came in as uh, chief operating officer Uh, and there's a finance chap they brought in called Ed Warwick and all this happened at exactly the same time that the Mevan rumors started and Mevan started turning up at our games and literally within three, three minutes of these people all being appointed at exactly the same time Someone, some like sneaky Cheltenham fan, found on company's house that the new finance guy had just started a limited company called SE7 Partners with Charlie Mevan, SE7 being the postcode in which the valley is situated. So all the denials that Charlie Mevan was involved was immediately sort of proven to be incorrect because he's, a, he's like started a company with someone who's just turned <laughs> up at a club. And sure <laughs> enough, when, when, um, when the Mevin deal fell through, which was just, just after the end of the January transfer window. Um, so those three of those four appointees, who would only been at the club for about six weeks. Uh, so excluding Holden, who's obviously still here, he's got a contract to the end of the season. They all left. So all right. we actually had effectively a senior management team that was employed by a man who didn't own the club. Um, and you think you'd learn your lesson from that, wouldn't you? But now that Thomas Sagard is focus his attention on a different takeover we've now got a new CEO a guy called Peter Story who used to be the CEO at Portsmouth when they went into administration uh, and to add a, another feather to his cap he got arrested for his uh, time at Portsmouth although I don't think he ever got arrested. <laughs> um, uh, yeah he, he, he's our new CEO and he is apparently appointed by this the is <laughs> he's appointed by this American fellow who now wants to take over so that's twice in the space of six weeks we've had senior appointments at the club who are rumoured to actually be appointed by somebody who doesn't own it yet. Christ. That's, how, that's how we're doing anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're like Wednesday fans. You think we had it bad over a year? you, <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, bear in mind, this is all off the back of like... So we had Roland Duchatelet, who a yeah, lot yeah. of people... Was he the heard of got all because... the pigs
1: thrown on the ground? Yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah, we oh, had oh, quite a visual protest
2: and... against him. and he, he was a bit of a disaster. He still owns our stadium, by the way. Wow. Just to throw that into the mix. Um, and after him, we had genuine criminals. Like there was money going out of the club um, in the form of uh, a couple of people there. And that, that was the closest the club had to um, literally not existing anymore. Like we were, wow. we were days away. Not good, That's though. when Sangar came in. So he was greeted as a bit of a saviour. Um, although now yeah. he's greeted as a, a bit of a plank, really.
1: Yeah. Right. So we'll try and swerve from that and talk about the actual football on the pitch now. If we can, if we can. Um, so, is there anyone you reckon we could we should look out for in your team? who you think might might be able to hurt us on their day? Yeah,
2: um, yeah. We got a couple. We got a couple of lads actually. Um, it's funny because for for all our like shortcomings, like when when we played Wednesday at Hills, very early on in the season. That was one of our best performances. It was, of the it season. was a close like
1: game.
2: We, yeah. yeah, like we lost one nil. Late goal. And We felt hard done by, it, but yeah, it was. It was something we sort of we sort of grew to understand as the season went on that we weren't a particularly clinical side, and we did and we we have scored a fair amount of goals, but we especially under Ben Garner, we'd have a lot of possession, not really be able to turn it into into enough points, and and often we had a a, you know, a momentary lapse at the back, um, so that's how we lost that game. But actually, in that game, I remember Corey Blackett Taylor playing well in that game. He should have scored one or two. He's one of our better players, but the main yeah. man at the moment. And it pains us to say it because he's on loan from Palace, but Jez Rakzaki. Um, you know, he's he's he's, he's absolutely scoring. he's yeah, top goal scorer, yeah. absolutely one of those Premier League loanies. So that the first day he landed, I remember him scoring within about ten minutes against Plymouth on his debut. And everyone that day was like wouldn't be shocked if Palace recalled him in, in January and sent him off yeah. to a championship club because I think he is good enough. Hmm. Um he didn't he didn't go in Jan. He did have a bit of a, an off month or so before the window, so we were quite lucky in a way that they decided he probably needs a bit more time at league one level, but he is our best player. Right. Um, you know, he's quality, he, he's, he's skillful on the ball and he, he can score goals. goal. He can miss chances as well, but he can score goals. And, um, I, I think he will prove a, a real threat for Sheffield Wednesday. We do hold threats, you know, um, but it, it will be an interesting game because more recently, then, so like I say, when we, when we came to Hillsborough, I thought we played very well, but in the more recent weeks, when we played sides in the top six, Bolton being a big example. They came to mm. the Valley a few weeks ago, a derby on Saturday, who never got out of second gear. I mean, they were clearly, they're just clearly better than us. We are yeah. not. We are, you know, we're one of the bigger clubs in in League One. We're not, obviously, we're not Sheffield Wednesday size. We're, we're not quite that level. But, you know, if you compare us to Forest Green Rovers, we're oh, yeah, Yeah, but yeah, we don't, we don't perform like a size a club of our size should be doing in League One. We're not on Ixwich, we're not on Wednesday, we're not on Barnsley. Barnsley we beat recently and they, they had an off day, but we, yeah. on the whole we our levels are clearly a few rungs below the likes of that, so that's why Saturday will be interesting because as you say you can come with a bit of confidence. We might up our game, you never know. We've got performances in us but yeah. overall, we're not as good as, as the proper top six teams. That's part of why the fans are so upset with the owner because he yeah. came in promising the world and Delivered two mid-table League One squads and our lowest lowest ever position of all time.
1: <laughs> well, understandably, why right? I can be a, bit, be a bit unhappy with that. Uh, I can see, that you've got um, two ex-Wednesday players in your squad, um, Sean Clare, who yep. yeah, 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 I don't know if he still does the hashtag, but when he was we he used to say Sean Flair. Um, ended Oof. up at Motherwell, yeah, Mother yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you realised, but. Maybe he's not as good as he thought he was. And uh, Michael Hector, I mean, he had a good season on loan at us in, in our bad times a few years ago. Virgil van Mike, some people called him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, gave away, seen... he gave away a penalty, didn't he, against Derby?
2: Yeah, he gave away a penalty. So we ain't seen him, that was his full league debut on Saturday. First game uh, in about four a years, I think, for him. I think. Yeah, well, yeah, he came off the bench at Forest Green for maybe 10 minutes. So we we played Forest Green last midweek and um, like obviously Forest Green are right down the bottom. We were one 0 up after twelve minutes. I think it was Raksaki set up Blackett Taylor, funny enough. And we yeah. and first fifteen twenty minutes we were like, are oh, we going to win this like six nil? we were all over them. And then then just like after that, there's nothing happened for about <laughs> an hour. And then the last fifteen minutes that Forest Green really put us under pressure, and they brought Virgil van Dijk on, and he um <laughs> he looked all right actually. He came like yeah. he came in, won a couple of headers, a couple of blocks, and then what appeared to be his forte was just absolutely lumping the ball down the pitch as far away as possible from our yep. goal, which in a 10 minute cameo, we all enjoyed and thought was quite funny. But then when he made his full, his full debut Saturday, his first league start, he give away a penalty. The second goal, it was his man that got away from him to head home a free kick. Um, and that hoofing down the pitch wasn't as funny when you're doing it for 90 minutes at a club where you're trying to keep a little bit of possession because they're yeah. putting you under a lot of pressure. So, he, um, whereas I thought he was good on, on his first cameo. I, I think he was. You know, everyone struggled on Saturday at Derby. Yeah. Um, Sean Clare is a funny one. He, so he came second in our player of the year last year or first. I think it was second, yeah. Um, playing mainly out of position, although yeah. there's, there's a big debate as to what actually his position is. I think he sees himself as a midfielder mm. um, and he played about two games in midfield for us. Then he got dropped. Then eventually he came in sort of playing at right back and then right side of a back three. And I thought he did a job there. You know, he has that ability to run with the ball and that. But, you know, he, he, was, he was okay there. But the, the more that's gone on and the more we see him in the right side of defence, like he, he does fall asleep a little bit, you know, defensively. Yeah. Um, and, and, he, and he's very, very inconsistent. And I was saying on our show the other day, I think I, I like him to an extent, but I think the fact that he's one of our better players, or certainly was last year, probably shows why we're mid-table in League One and not really challenging. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's okay. But you know we're we're hoping for more than okay, and and you know he's 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 not really one of the ones who feel like it's going to fire you to promotion.
1: Yeah, and I just we're having a look because in the summer we obviously we were looking for a big shithouse striker who can do all the dirty things in both boxes, and that we ended, we ended up with Michael Smith from Rotherham. But we we were linked with um, Jaden Stockley from you guys. And I remember your yeah. owner, I can remember your owner at the time saying, but you know, I mean, it costed a lot of money to get him um for off off you in the summer and then i've just looked online and, and he's at fleetwood now yeah what, he's, what, he's, what, what happened there
2: he had, he had a terrible season you know unfortunately for us which is a shame because his first so we got him on loan halfway through a season from preston and he scored nine or ten in half a season uh and then in his first full season he scored 20 goals in all competitions but you know, he, he was at his, his best when he was playing as part of a front two with Connor Washington. He was obviously ended up replacing yeah. Michael Smith up at Rotherham. Um, but this season we've, we've tended to play four three three. You know, there's been little flits to other formations at yeah. times, but that's not his strength, playing that, no, that sole no. striker role at all. Um, and then even at times when we have played in twos this season, he's just not not looked at his best. I don't know why, but it's just not, it's not happened for him this year. So actually, you know, the, our, our January window was a strange one, but there was a lot of wage bill cutting. Yeah. Um And to be honest, after the half a season he had, I don't think too many Charlton fans were that upset to see him right. go, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Um, before I wrap up, I just want to talk about a legend at our club, a modern day legend anyway, not a, you know I mean, not a superstar. But Jose Cimido, played for you guys, um, famously said that he played at Hillsborough and they wanted to join us and then, Bit of pandering, and all the Sheffield Wednesday fans fell in love with him. But he did literally play his heart on his sleeve every game for us, and he loved and he fell in love with our club. Um, do you have any memories of him because he has retired this season and he lost, yeah, his life, I think. Um, last yeah, season. I saw
2: that it was, yeah, it was really sad for him. Um, but yeah, no, fond, fondly remembered at Charlton, actually. And um, you know, I, I remember going to a game where he played for us at Hillsborough actually. I remember thinking he was really good, but yeah he's one of those players where in, in the short term when, so we were a bad team when he played for us, mm. which is a strange thing. And he was one of the <laughs> better players. Um, But when he left, I mean, he was replaced in our midfield by the likes of Dale Stevens, Danny Holland's players who actually in the long run were better than him. And we got promoted after he left. So where whilst he was fought or fondly, because he did wear his heart on his sleeve, you know, he, um, he was a badge kisser and all that, but you yeah. did feel like it, he meant it to an extent because he, he left everything out on the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he was he was fondly remembered. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can't remember if you guys got promoted during his time there, but actually. Yeah, we got, some, we got one back of those to the players.
1: championship with him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he never quite hit those heights for us. And I, me- I remember seeing, like, he was in a midfield partnership with a chat we had called uh, Thierry Racon. And and again, you sort of rated him at the time, but when he left and you got all these better players, and you thought, well, you know, he gave his all, but actually, perhaps yeah. he was he was limited to an extent. Um, so yeah, I remember him fondly, but it's probably because he was the best of a bad bunch at the time.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so then we'll end it. will end it there. So I just need a, a quick prediction. How do you think it's going to go on Saturday? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs>
1: Well, let, let's let's be positive
2: and go for like a, a two-two draw because we can <laughs> okay. score goals. We we can we, score goals. A bit of entertainment. We, yeah, and we can also concede them though. So yeah, okay. I, I will not predict a defeat because that's not my style.
1: No. Um, yeah, and just lastly, where can we find you if anyone wants to tune into the Charlton Athletic podcast? Like.
2: Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're Charlton live. Um, we we've just started uh, going out on YouTube uh, using the same software you guys do as well, actually. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we're on the. Uh, at Charlton Live on Twitter uh, same on, on YouTube now we go out live on Thursday nights at 7 and then Sunday morning sort of 10 in the morning to look back at the game as well so yeah feel free to find us on there um, I'll be live tweeting the game on Saturday as well so my Twitter hand, handle is at Louis Mend so basically my, my full name just without the EZ at the end Yeah. Uh, as well so yeah I'll uh, look forward to getting <laughs> loads of Sheffield Wednesday followers now
1: <laughs> I want to say I really enjoy it. I love lower league football because I, I didn't know anything what, on, what was going on at Charlton, and then I find that really informative as a Man United fan. Yeah, you know, we know everything what's going on there, at their club, don't we? So I find I find yeah. that really interesting. So good chat me you, mate. Anyway,
2: yeah, and you. Thanks for thanks yeah. for having me on, mate.
1: You came on. Bye-bye. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium.
0: Support for the Wednesday week is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle. Join over 7 million men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping if you insert the code TWW20. That's Tango Whiskey Whiskey20 at manscaped.com. If my maths are correct, that's about 40 million balls. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. lubosh Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later.